Welcome to Wednesday at 9 p.m. Season 1, Episode 25. And tonight we have a very special guest, Chris Yarish. Hello, everybody. I am Chris Yarish. I'm 24 years old, and uh, I've had quite a few paranormal experiences in my life. Very exciting. Very exciting, Chris. I'm I'm personally, I don't want to speak for everyone, but you know what? I will speak for all of us. I'm very excited. We've, we've talked about having you for a long time. Nick's kept hyping it up, honestly. And teasing us, edging us, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to uh, share my experiences. I feel like after talking with my mom about it again, I actually found out some stuff that I didn't know. So I'll give a quick little bit of background. Chris and I have been friends for oof, a long time. How long? Ten, um, ten, eight grade, sixth grade, sixth grade. So like twelve years. Wow. Sixth grade was 12 years ago. Yeah, that's old. So we got a lot closer in high school. And every time Chris would have a big fire at his house, we would, or I would always tell him to tell his ghost stories that happened to him. Yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of how everybody, like everybody in our friend group had kind of gotten into it. Cause you know how you see all the, movies and tv shows are like oh we're on the fire you gotta tell scary stories that's awesome i'm like guys don't even get me started i had a whole bunch of stuff that would happen like to my family you know what i mean so it kind of just started as that and then uh it snowballed you know what i mean so these are just like family personal experiences that is so cool i'm very jealous of that i mean i wish i would get that once a year in the catskills on vacation but like to have that it's like a common thing that's awesome or is it or is it yeah i don't know you tell me (laughs) so we'll get into it and i'm just gonna kind of finagle the mic more for chris to be heard so do some shout outs first oh true sorry it's been a bit we could do our shout outs aaron would you like to go first sure so well actually you're gonna go first uh from nick to troy (laughs) true shout out but then the one for me uh, is to my fiance Fallon. Okay, I'll go. I'll go. <laughs> Shout out to Sarah and Cameron, who I just returned from the bar with uh, in Cohos, the Daisy. Shout out to the Daisy Cohos. You're not even Ryan's wake. Come on. I know. I know. Got some tacos and very strong margaritas. It was buy one get one. So shout out to Daisy. Yes. Um. Real quick before my shout out, I believe a daisy is an old school term for basically what is the margarita now. Wait, so actually? I think so. That would make sense. Uh, That's so interesting. But of course, shout out to Maddie, my mom, and for Chris being here telling his stories. Our first oh yeah guest actually telling like personal stories rather than like doing besides research Halloween, like we normally do. Can't oh, besides besides Halloween. Halloween. That was a, that was a special. Yeah. That was a special. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't true. count. Doesn't count. Do you have any shout outs? Uh, I'll just shout out to Emily. Thanks, Emily, for letting me be here on a Wednesday night, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, without further ado, I'll get Chris situated and he'll start talking to you guys about his stories. Wonderful. Um, so I guess I'll start out with like throughout my lifetime, like my family, we've been in multiple different houses we've lived in. We lived in St. Johnsville and then Kennedy Harry and then Charleston, which is outside of Fultonville. 
And then I finally live in a house like right outside of Fonda in between Fonda and Johnstown. My fiance and I had just bought a house. And uh, out of those four houses, there's been paranormal activity in three out of the four of them. Like we've had stuff happen, both me, my fiance, my girlfriends at the time, and then like my mom, my dad, my brothers. So a lot of witnesses, a lot of different testimonies you can get throughout this. And uh, I'm going to start with my mom's experiences. I wasn't even born yet. This is at the house in St. Johnsville where her and my biological dad lived. And uh, so it would just because I'd asked her like how it kind of started, how she would notice everything going on. And it started with the, our house cat. That's perfect. Um, so she couldn't tell if the cat was like just chasing, like running around or something was chasing it. And so she like started to pick up on that and then she'd walk into rooms and they'd be ice cold, like to Ooh. the point where she'd see her, her breath. You know what I'm saying? Classic. So like not just cold because there's a draft, but that's how it had all started. And uh, it just it slowly but surely like got more violent. You know what I'm saying? And because oh. uh, my dad, my dad was a big skeptic about everything. He didn't believe my mom at all. He'd always play it off like nothing's going on. He was working all the time. My mom was working two jobs. He was in the Navy. He was gone all the time. So when he'd get home, he wouldn't want to hear it, which I don't blame him. You know, you don't want to come home to all that. You don't want all that nonsense, especially if you didn't grow up with it. You wouldn't know. So. And the big thing, it'd just be like the cat. And then she ended up having Michael, my oldest brother, and she couldn't leave him alone in the other room. Like he'd be in his playpen. And he'd just start screaming, like screaming, crying. Oh, my God. And would not stop until she finally would come back and like coddle him. So. It just slowly kept getting worse. The cat kept doing more stuff. Cold rooms. Can't explain it, can't explain it. And then finally, my dad had come flying out of like their kitchen or their family room. I forget which one it was like gagging. He said there was this foul odor that he had never smelled before. It smelled like rotting flesh like he just couldn't get away from it. So he comes flying out of the room. My mom's like, yo, what the hell's going on? And he's like, he's like, it reeks. He's like, it's so bad. I'm about to throw up. So she goes in there to try and smell it. She can't smell it. She didn't smell anything. So they're like, okay, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? So she's freaking out. He's starting to kind of be like, okay, maybe there is something going on. He's still super skeptic about it though. So uh, before my grandfather, his dad had passed away, when he started getting really bad, he had moved into their house. They had like a separate room for him. Well, one day they had gone into his room. They'd stay out of that room. They left it exactly how he had left it when he passed away. They go in there and they find a family photo album flipped open to like pictures of their family. Oh, my God. Just, yeah. Yeah. Like on the bed. Nobody's been in there. Oh my and God. my mom, my mom asked my dad, she's like, hey, what are you doing? Like, why are you going through the family photo album? He's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's like, I haven't been in that room since my father's passed away. And uh, another big thing that would happen is the piano. My grandfather, his dad loved to play the piano. So at first it just started out as like a few notes here and there, nothing crazy. And then all of a sudden it would just be heavy, like slamming on the piano, a whole bunch of knickknacks on the piano would be thrown off all over the room. And it just slowly kept getting worse and worse and building up. Well. One day, my father, he had a workbench down in the basement. He comes down in the basement to work on something. And he comes back upstairs freaking out. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. All these giant crescent wrenches that he had sitting on shelves in the basement started flying off behind him one right after another. There's no reason 
for these crescent wrenches to be moving. And all of a sudden they're coming off and they're flying down in the basement. And he's, he's freaking out. He's like, okay, I believe you. I believe you. There's something going on. You know what I'm saying? Cause stuff like that, it's completely undeniable, you know? I, so he's finally uh, on board now and uh, they don't know what to do. They, they just keep playing it off and it's just getting crazier and crazier. Wow. That, oh, I love seeing Nick's <laughs> face. I love seeing Nick's face. He's giving you like, he's nodding. And I know he's thinking like, I told you guys, I told you guys he had, he had these crazy stories. That's what a start. Wow. Yeah. It's a yeah, lot it's, of poltergeist activity, like throwing objects across yeah. rooms for seemingly no reason. Well, let me ask you, Chris, what do you think? I mean, it sounds like it's, it's stuff related to like past loved ones. Like, is that like the yeah, sense that you get? Yeah. Well, the whole thing with that is my dad, I guess he doesn't, well, I know this personally. He doesn't really do well with his family. He's never done great with his family. So when my mom had seen the family, you know, photo album flipped open, it was like our, her, well, his dad reaching out to him to tell him like, hey, you got to like make amends before you can't. You know what I mean? That's how my mom took it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just to try and like patch stuff up. And I believe that. I feel like if there's stuff left unsaid, well, obviously the dead, the dead will hold on to that, whatever grudge or missed feeling, you know? So I believe in that. I feel like that's completely plausible. But uh, one my favorite story out of this whole thing, uh, my mom had been holding Michael like in her arms, like feeding him. And all of a sudden, the cat comes out of nowhere, flies right up into her lap, right into Michael's face. Oh, no. And you just see the hair on Michael's head get brushed right back. And then all of a sudden, my mom can see her breath right in front of her. She literally watches the hair on my brother's head get brushed right back in front of her face. And then the cat flies down out of her lap. And goes right to the wall. Like it just like, like runs into the wall? Like runs into the wall chasing something. Wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When she told me that the first time, like I still get chills. Like I'm hearing. You're telling me you're like, time. oh, I don't know if I have enough stuff. That's already enough stuff. Like that you realize like that's more stuff than we usually cover in one <laughs> oh, <laughs> two okay. hours. That's insane. Okay. So yeah. wow. So I have a question before you yeah, move on. Uh, did any of your family members deceased not like the cat? Like, was the cat around and like, say your grandfather really didn't like the cat? Because it I'm seems not... like someone's tormenting this poor cat. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think anybody like disliked the cat. I just, I've always known cats to be like in tune with the paranormal more. So, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And they could like, they, like see animals something. just in general. Oh, you can't? Yeah. So I think yeah. that's what it has to do with more than him just like harassing the cat. Okay. I wasn't sure if there was more context. Wow. No, I don't think so. But pushing the um, hair back. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Brushing so, the hair back on his head. I mean, that begs the question. What do you, what, like, what has been your interpretation or your, your family's interpretation of that? I mean, who is, uh, who's pushing the hair back? Is it the grandpa? We think it's the grandfather and mm -hmm. we think it has a lot to do with Mike being the firstborn son. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know if my family previously had like done anything to like, I don't even know, like made a deal or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Cause I've, I've like read stuff about that where it's like the firstborn kid or whatever. Well, there's a lot of stuff. You there's also like, there's some insidious stuff. There's also like a lot of people will pray and go to the shrines and like pray and like beg if they are having trouble having kids or like they'll pray to have mm -hmm. a kid. You know, there's, there's a lot Absolutely. of stuff that go into like, the firstborn well, you know? I know there was just like 
ever like since growing up, like I've learned more about my dad and like my mom and what she went through being with him. And there was a lot of negativity, like really? just a lot of bad emotions, like going through that house constantly. And I feel like that has a lot to do with it. I feel like my grandfather probably gave my father a ton of shit because he wasn't good to my mom. You know what I'm saying? So mm. I feel like that kind of carry over too. And uh, the the big kicker for this whole story has to do with my mom's dad. Because it got to the point. So my mom's working a double shift. She used to work at Hess, the gas station right in uh, Little mm-hmm. Falls. So she came home late one night. She had picked up Mike from our grandparents babysitting. And she pulls into the driveway and the light is on in the attic. And she's like, okay, that's weird. But not only is the light on, she saw somebody walk in front of that window, like clear as day, a black silhouette walk in front of the attic window. And she freaks out. She calls the police. Well, the police show up and they sweep the house. They check the house. There's no signs of forced entry. No windows are open and there's nobody in the house. And she's like, well, I know for a fact I saw somebody. So she calls her her dad, my grandfather. And he comes and he's like, what's going on? And she's like, well, I saw I saw somebody walking in here. She's like, I don't feel safe being here alone. And my grandfather, not knowing anything of it, comes in and all of a sudden the piano starts playing. Stuff starts getting thrown off the piano. And it's not the same light notes how it started. These are heavy, like boom, 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 like just nasty, disgusting, dark notes being played on this piano. And it got to the point where my grandfather was even like, we got to get out of here. You're not spending the night in this house anymore. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. So, wow. And that side of my family is super religious too. So they were, they were always like super skeptical about it. So they didn't really believe in it. Like, I guess they would believe in it, but not to the point where it'd be everyday life, like seeing having the poltergeist type experiences. And, uh, it finally, it got to the point where, uh, they needed to have the house come and be blessed. And they didn't know when they were going to come to bless the house. So it turned out to be Thanksgiving Day. My family, my entire family was over at the house. They're enjoying Thanksgiving. And all of a sudden, representatives from the church come and bless the house. And everyone's like, yo, what the hell's going on? You know, like, <laughs> it's like out of a movie. Here? <laughs> yeah. And then I guess my grandfather, my mom's dad, had stepped right up. And he's like, no, this needs to happen. Like, do not inhibit this at all whatsoever. Mm. And I guess they had the house blessed and everything had stopped. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Wow. And that it, it was that all before you were born? That was all before I was born. Yes. Wow. Wow. So is that house, does your family still have that house? And yes, my dad still lives there. And I mean, do you know if there's been anything like since then or like, I'm not sure. I don't really talk mm-hmm. to him. So I don't know if anything else has happened since then. Man, that's wild. That is wild. I, I'm curious to know, Nick, what do you, I mean, obviously you've heard these stories for, what do you think? Like, <laughs> so you brought yeah, the right heard, guy, Nick. Yeah, <laughs> These are the stories that we always, every time when there was someone new that, and we were hanging out at a fire doing something, Chris would always tell the story. So I know them almost as well as he does. And um, yeah, I, the first the first time when he told these stories, I don't think I like slept over at your house. So I drove back from <laughs> middle of nowhere, Charleston at like eleven o'clock or midnight oh, and by dude. myself, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is awful!" 
Because it's so dark, especially if you go like Reed Hill or something. I always remember your, you and your mom talking about the lowling fog, like oh, the zombie yeah. weather. You know that classic zombie weather where the fog is real low and you just see like the walkers out in the fields and stuff. Oh, that's yeah. Always, yeah, that's always how the fog is out there. Oh, yeah. It's really eerie. It's very spooky. Dude. But um, yeah, those were those are like all, all to think that happened before Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a what an environment you were brought into. Uh so we had moved out of that house because they ended up having like a falling out. They got divorced, whatever, no big deal. We moved into a house in Canada, Jahari, and that's where my younger brother Andrew was born. But nothing really creepy or weird ever happened. And they're like, none of us like the basement, but I feel like that's normal for most houses. Basements are creepy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Other than that, nothing had happened. Well, she ended up getting divorced again with Andrew's dad. And we had moved into the house that she lives in now in Charleston. And then that's where like a whole bunch of stuff had started happening again. Like the first couple of years we moved in, nothing was like super creepy. It was. I also feel like it was because everybody was so in and out of the house because we had just moved in there so it was me and my two brothers my mom my stepdad and my stepdad had kids he had three kids of his own and two had just moved back in so now there's his stepson his oldest stepson and then his stepdaughter the oldest of the three of his kids had also moved back in i'm sleeping on the couch and my brothers have their own room they all have like separate rooms no big deal but nothing had really happened those first couple of years it was like after his our step siblings had moved out his kids had moved out that's kind of when stuff started back up at the house that she lives Interesting. now. Um, and it would just, it'd start with like footsteps. You could hear footsteps really easy going through our kitchen, our living room. And I'd bring it up to my mom. I'm like, mom, I know you're not awake at like one in the morning. Like I'd just be awake for whatever random reason. And I could hear footsteps going through the house. Okay. Creepy, you know? And it just starts with that. And I feel like you're not supposed to feed into it. I know you guys do research and stuff on this, but like the more you feed into spirits, <laughs> the more you, stuff, it, the the more more you talk you. about it. Yeah. 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 You feed into it. You give it energy, so to speak. So it got to the point where we started hearing it go through our cupboards in our house, silverware, plates would move, cups would move, stuff on the counters would move. And it just, it just keeps snowballing to the point where my stepdad had been using the bathroom and he heard a woman talking to him through the door. Oh, my thought God. It was my, thought it was my mom left the bathroom and my mom wasn't even in the house. She was out in the garage working on something. So she's he comes out and he's like, what the hell did you want? My mom's like, I haven't been in the house. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So I'm like, uh, OK, you know what I'm saying? That's freaky. You just hear a voice. And then. Uh, I guess Samantha. My stepsister, when she was there, she said she had seen a woman, like a silhouette of a woman in the house while she was sleeping. I didn't know about that. I talked to my mom after like a couple of weeks ago about it. And I didn't know Samantha had seen anything while she was there. She had apparently seen a woman. So now we're like, okay, there's this female spirit in this house. What do you do? Us being dumb kids, we named her. Oh, no. We were Sarah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Not. Oh, no. Yeah, so we ended up naming this female spirit Sarah, and we just call her Sarah whenever we talked about her. We just reference her as Sarah, like, oh, that's fine. That's just Sarah doing this. That's Sarah doing that. No big deal. Well, one night I was laying in my bed reading the 
room is dark. My brother's room is dark. It's right next to mine. I have a flashlight and I'm reading. I'm laying on my bed, like in line with my door. So like you have me and my bed, my doorway. And then on the opposite side of the room that I was next to are my brothers in a bunk bed. Well, I'm reading and Mike happened to look up. He was still awake. He sees the outline of a woman in my doorway standing there watching me read. And I'm so into my book. I don't see her. I don't ever look up to see her. And because he's in a bunk bed with my younger brother, Andrew, he actually shakes the bed and wakes Andrew up. Andrew wakes up and sees the woman standing there watching me read. And by this time, she just like disappears right in that second and just disappears. And I didn't find out about that until the morning after. Talk about freaked out because she had been watching me read for I don't know how long. You know what I'm saying? My older brother just happened to look up and see her there watching me. So that's like super creepy. It's always been super creepy. Yeah. And it really adds to it, too, that both brothers saw it. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, Michael, I think it was your older brother. Um, It's not just like, oh, he was dreaming it or, or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was both of them saw it, however brief, but still, that's crazy. And of course, all this is going on and it just keeps snowballing. You can feel the energy. It's getting worse. It got to the point where I would wake up. Every single night, well, technically morning at the same exact time, it would either be 2.59, 3 o'clock on the dot or like 3.01. Every single morning for like weeks on end, I'd just wake up and I'd immediately feel like something's staring at me. The My room is ice cold. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. And like I, I'd like read about that. I knew about the witching hour, but I didn't believe it until like it's actually happening to me. You know what I'm saying? I'm waking up the same time every day. I'm not controlling it. And I can, it feels like something is watching me. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it would feel like there's somebody in my bedroom standing over me, watching me sleep. Oh, and I would just have to like roll over and like cover myself in the blanket and just slowly like get back to sleep. And that's what I did for like weeks. Well, again, same thing. It just keeps building. This energy just keeps building. And I wake up one night and I literally felt something dragging me out of my bed. Like I could feel something grabbing my foot and like pulling me out of my bed. And I freak right out and I cover up and I crawl back and I just calm down enough to go back to sleep. Well, like the next night after, same thing. I wake up at the same exact time and it's just that dark, overbearing, nasty feeling. And I wake up. And I'm freaking out. I finally go back to bed and I wake up like, I don't know how much longer after it was the same night and I'm sitting straight up in bed. And I didn't realize I was sitting straight up in bed. As soon as I realized that I was sitting straight up in bed, I fell backwards. Like I had regained control of whatever, you know what I'm saying? So I fall backwards. All of a sudden my heart is beating out of my chest. I cannot control it at all. I cannot get it to calm down. I sprint out of my room over to my older brother, Mike. And I'm trying to shake him awake and I cannot wake him up. I cannot wake him up to save my life. So I'm like, oh, great. Something happened to him. You know what I mean? Like, what is going on? I run up to my parents' bedroom and I wake my mom up and she immediately feels my chest. And she's like, she's like, what the fuck is going on? You know, she's freaking out. She's like, why? Why are you like this? I'm like, mom, I I woke up sitting straight up and down on my bed. I'm freaking out. And then my stepdad, I still remember this. He wakes up because I'm freaking out and my mom's there. You know what I'm saying? He's sleeping right next to her. He wakes up and he looks at me. He goes, it looks like you've seen a ghost. He literally oh. said that. Like, not, <laughs> not oh, ironically. That's I'm like, cra- that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. It was the most 
nasty, disgusting experience I've ever felt in my entire life. Literally awful. Like, How old were you at this point? Uh, roughly, you don't have to be exact, but high school maybe. Just want to no. know if you're like six or if you're like sixteen. No, or, you know, Shane had passed away my freshman year. So like fourteen or thirteen. Or yeah, thir- thirteen, fourteen. Okay. Yeah. So and at, at an old enough age where you're not like dreaming it or like yeah, you know, yeah having absolutely. an imaginary friend kind of thing. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That. Okay. That. Wow. There's so much great. I mean great for me to hear but not great for you to <laughs> live through but like stuff to unpack there that's so it's so interesting because yeah we we've done a lot of stupid topics but like we have touched on a lot of these sorts of experiences in the past and so we hear the sort of things that come up a lot in stories and it's really interesting to hear how many things are coming up in your personal experiences like the the terrible sense the some experiences where some person experiences it and other people who are present can't like the scent or share experiences, but also the idea that like these sorts of, uh, I don't want to say, maybe I'll say hauntings, but you know, it's a cliche word. Start off really small, but snowball, as you say, mm-hmm. what, a, what a scary and disturbing idea. Like it really does sound, I've heard so many stories where the things do start off really small, like small little taps on walls and eventually become voices. And that's, mm-hmm. I mean, you just described that. That's, that's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yeah, it is. It's, what, what do you, so, if I can ask, like, I guess to take a step back, what is your, where are you at in terms of belief? And like, what are your thoughts on the paranormal and, and what these things possibly could be? Like, do you have any, so yeah, like, what is your I, philosophy I'll be honest it? with you. I've always loved the paranormal, the thought of the paranormal life after death. I've always been so intrigued with that. Like, I remember, watching ghost adventures every friday yeah. night my parents would go to the bowling alley and they would bowl and i'd stay home and i'd just binge ghost adventures every friday night because i've always been super into it and i love it you know what i mean so my love for it has led to like i bought a ouija board when i was in high school i've had a ouija board they're super cool if you can get with a group of people who won't fuck with you you know what i'm saying oh, yeah. like who actually believe it they work i in my experience they've worked and you can't really like deny it you know what i'm saying that's why i will never i've been my girlfriend i'm like dude we will never we're not doing that because i believe you i believe you i yeah Mm -hmm. yeah i mean i have a ouija board um like like the board itself from home goods is like a halloween decoration (laughs) (laughs) hey we had to spend our gift card and uh, (laughs) fallon spent over a hundred dollars i'm like can i get like one thing that's fair and she begrudgingly allowed me to get the Ouija board, but no like planchette so you can't or whatever use it. it's called. I mean, you could use anything, no. but yeah, that's, oh, wow. No, I'm, I'm not going to use anything. Yeah, Chris, you're not giving, the, you're giving us a good reason not to use this stuff. Wow. Wow. Well, I actually, after, after all this experiences had happened to me is when I bought the Ouija board. Like I was uh, in high school. Okay. So this had actually, this had stopped for a couple of years before I had finally bought it. Interesting. But, uh, so going back to all this happening, you guys know what the old hag syndrome is? Yes. Uh, like that feeling of like, I know Nick and like I are being held down kind of. Aaron, are you familiar with that? Not overly. Yeah, Chris, if you want, if you want to. So like, I don't know, like the actual definition of it. I had just after actually having experienced it, like I just thought it was like sleep paralysis, but I guess they actually have a name for it. 
And it just, I remember waking up and just feeling that overwhelming pressure on top of me to the point where I couldn't move. It literally felt like I was being sat on. I described it as being sat on by an elephant. You know what I'm saying? And just Mm -hmm. that paralysis that comes with that. And I had that happen to me. And not only did it happen to me, it happened to my younger brother, Andrew, as well. So, and that was like immediately the night after I had described it. I was freaking out about it. And then the very next day, the next night, Andrew had the same thing. He woke up like crying from it because he had never. And he was also which is super creepy. He was on the top bunk of the bunk bed. Mike was right underneath him, didn't experience anything. Andrew had experienced it to the point where he had woke up crying. He was like screaming and crying and had to go up to my parents to, you know, same thing to be soothed because you can't explain that. You don't as a kid. How do you explain that? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's absolutely terrifying. So not only did it happen to me, it happened to my brother as well. I don't know. I don't know what time for him, though, because for me, it was always that witching hour, like right on the dot. You know what I'm saying? Which makes sense. Did you ever after? Did you ever? So I know conventional wisdom or, or whatever we'll say, old tag syndrome is it's sleep paralysis. And sometimes your brain will make up a reason like a, a, they'll it'll make up a visual reason for why you can't move. And it will imagine that there's like a, you know, creepy old tag or like a, a creepy creature or a black dog sitting on you. Did you ever experience that and see something on you or was it always just like a feeling of? It was it was always just the feeling for me. I and that's never, terrifying. I had never seen anything. Yeah. Like uh, this whole this whole haunting with this woman spirit. I had never seen her. I've never seen her. I don't know like what she'd looked like or nothing. My brothers had seen her and then my stepsister Samantha had seen her. My mom had actually woke up one night and she had seen her standing in the doorway of her bedroom. Saw a woman standing there and watching her sleep. What? Which. <sighs> What do you think that is? Is there any like do you know anything about previous owners or anything about the history of the land? I would I would ask my mom about it. And the owner before my stepdad Shane had it was a guy and because it was like a trailer. It was like relatively new. You know what I mean? So how weird. I don't know. It's yeah, super weird. Do you think it's yeah. it's something that followed like you or your family members instead of something tied well, to the it's, area? It's funny that you say that because going back to my grandfather being in that house in St. Johnsville, he always thought something was attached to Mike. He always thought that everything that was like wrong with Mike, because Mike's not to be mean to him. He's just like a little off. It's just a little different. You know what I'm saying? Which that's fine. But my grandfather had always like connected that with the spirit that, you know, had haunted him that many years ago. So. Wow. Wow. And I wish, I wish I had talked to my grandfather about it more. He's, since passed, but I wish I could have talked to him about it. I was too young to think about it. I wasn't as into it when I was super close with my grandparents, but I looking back, I wish I could have talked to him about it because it really freaked him out. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah. Do you and your brothers look pretty similar? Like I like uh, do you think the ghosts could have <laughs> like, you know, in this <laughs> new house? Not really. No, I mean, Andrew. So Andrew has a different dad, so he doesn't even have blonde hair. Okay. And then, uh, he's that's my younger one. And then Mike, mm-hmm. Mike was always like a lot taller than me. And he's I don't know how to explain it again. He's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being mean. It's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Sure. sure okay. Yeah. I just wasn't sure if like the ghost was like, oh, like maybe mistook you for your older brother. Or if it was maybe. 
I didn't yeah. think of that. I never thought of it like that, to be honest with you. Yeah, just based on how it kind of like path to you and then the next night went to Andrew. But then it's weird that it never finally like settled on Michael, if that's the going theory, I yeah. guess. Yeah. No, I agree. Do you um, um was there ever a feeling was there ever a feeling associated with that the apparition of the woman, negative or positive, or was it always just like kind of neutral? It was it was always neutral for me because I'd never seen mm-hmm. her. Like I I was actually the one who named her Sarah. I I just I don't know. I was like, okay, I'm gonna call her that. You know what I'm saying? I never like felt negatively towards her or whatever but like i just waking up and feeling that just overwhelming like that was always like a negative feeling like i could always tell that there was something more sinister going on did you associate that with after dark the apparition of the woman like the sense of being watched or do you think that was felt separate i never i never associated that with her actually it's funny that you said that because i haven't really thought about that until now but personally i never associated that feeling of dread with her i always thought it was something else but my family would see the the apparition, the woman, you know what I'm saying? So, but building up to that, so it got really bad. It got to the point where I had woke up sitting up and then like within that week, my mom heard what sounded like a suitcase rolling through our kitchen, rolling through our living room. She heard the front door open and close. And after that, it had all stopped. It was quite literally what? like whatever it was, packed its stuff and moved out of our house. Yeah. And then from that point on, it had all stopped. It was done messing with you guys or like watching you guys. Wow. Yeah. It almost acts like it was looking for something, couldn't find it or did find it or found someone that it was looking for and then decided that, uh, you know, it was time to leave. Wow. What? What do you? I would. <laughs> yeah, it was super weird because it was like as soon as it like, like for as long as it was there because it happened over a course of like six, eight, ten months or whatever. I don't even remember to be honest with you. I just remember being tormented. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then, like as soon as it happened, it left just as fast. You know what I'm saying? Wow, to give so you such was, a sign, yeah. like such a clear, like see ya, I'm out. That's yeah, so interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, wow, wow. These are fantastic. These are fantastic stories. And that's not even the end. Oh, oh boy. So, as far as, yeah, after that happened and uh, the spirit left with her belongings, um, it was pretty quiet for a while. You didn't really have a lot of new stories. But some other things happened. Not at your house. Oh, no. Like, I still... Hold on. Before that, even. I got a couple more things that would happen at the house, like, after. Yeah. yeah. Like, I know Nick has said you guys have talked about, like, a man that you've seen in an overcoat and a top hat. Yes, the hat Like, man. how that's, like, a real... Yes. People, like, that's a reoccurring yeah. thing. Well, it's funny that you guys, like, brought that up because I had seen a man like that. We were playing catch in the middle of the day. We are playing catch with a football right outside my mom's house. Getting goosebumps already. And... My brother was up by our deck, throwing the football down to me by our barn. So I go to catch the football. And as I catch it, I like spin around as I catch it. And right as I'm spinning around, I see a man in an overcoat and a top hat on our deck watching us play catch. And that's like 
the only time I had seen him. So I was like, what the hell? I told my mom, no big deal. Like nothing ever like happened, nothing reoccurring or nothing. But that's just disturbing. That's just straight up disturbing. I ended up having a girlfriend in high school. Okay. Shocking. I know. Anyway, (laughs) so uh, she had spent the night at my house and woke up in the middle of the night and saw him standing at the foot of the bed. Same thing. Man in a top hat with an overcoat. And what's really messed up is because my room was so small, the foot of my bed, you can't stand there. Like I had a speaker there with speakers and stuff. There was a bookshelf. There was no room to stand there. And she saw him standing there watching her sleep. And that was like quite a while after. So I don't know. I don't understand that at all because he was so like in and out randomly, you know, that's terrifying. I have to admit, a little part of me hopes that hearing you tell these stories doesn't doesn't pass any of the hat man uh, or anything to me when I go to sleep tonight. You You don't know until you know. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard these stories a lot that's fair. and nothing's happened i you know i don't think telling stories that's what people used to do way you know ancient times and that's when how they didn't have stories got tiktok to. you know yeah when they didn't have tiktok yeah so snapchat. the snapchat yeah exactly it, the act of telling the story i don't think does anything hopefully, hopefully that's all i can say hopefully <laughs> wow but do you want to get into the stuff away from your house or the stuff that happened later on like later in high school and kind of college years and when you started dating emily um i think a good segue would be the the ouija board me buying the ouija board i feel like yeah you know what i'm saying because because i bought that obviously i bought this i'm going to use it you know i got to use it in the garage i got to use it wherever and i used it a whole bunch i I did forget about that (laughs) so i remember one time it was me and a couple of our friends were using it in our garage and we're asking questions. I don't even remember what we're asking. We're just asking like the normal stuff you ask, like your name, who's with us, just common stuff like that. And then uh, me, I don't know, Caitlin, Babars, she was there. And then uh, I forget the third that was with us, but all of a sudden we start hearing footsteps like above our garage and our garage is oh, only no. a crawl space up top. So there should there's there's no way anybody was walking up there. You can't even get up there without getting a ladder and getting up there. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden it just was like heavy footsteps right above us, like all around the garage. You could hear them Mm -hmm. plain as day as we're using the Ouija board. And then we're like, okay, that's enough of that. And we ended up just saying goodbye. And that was the end of that. They're like, that was super creepy. We've had enough of that, you know. But uh, our friend Christian Cartwright, he lived in what is called, I believe it's Anascara, something like that. It's this old mansion. It was built during like the Revolutionary War. Oh, wow. A big piece of history for our area in Tribes Hill. And uh, his house was super haunted. (laughs) So he had a Ouija board growing up and he and one of our friends had used it and actually asked how many spirits were in the house. And the Ouija board responded over 200. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah, which is absolutely crazy. Wait, wait, was it a number over 200 or did it literally say like over 200? It said, it said over 200. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. And uh, the reason they had got the Ouija board was his younger brother, Nathan, had woke up to his toys being drugged across the floor right in front of him. Oh, boy. He had fallen asleep playing with toys like in his room and he woke up and he just sees all this stuff just moving on its own right in front of him. And that was the last time he slept in that room. Yeah. And I don't blame yeah. him. No way. You know what I mean? No way. Yeah. 
um oh oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> i had spent the night at christian's house i had spent the night we were playing ps3 and uh that tells you how long ago it was and uh i was like i was a christian pause the game i was like do you hear that i'm like freaking out you could hear plain as day because he lived right underneath the widow's tower in this place and we pause the game get off you could hear it plain as day there was somebody in the widow's tower above us sweeping you could hear every like brush stroke wow. of the, the broom just one right after another there was somebody up above us sweeping i'm like dude we got to go up there and check it out we go up there nothing of course you know what i mean i was like that's kind of what dipped my toes in for his place what do you what do you and make I, of I, I stuff like that you think that's like previous so and this, the, i don't know is that the previous events replaying is that I get because I kind of I've heard of that too. Like they say that the the wood or whatever will soak up the energy, yeah, and then yeah. it just becomes this residual energy, just replaying. Okay, you're very you're familiar. Like you, can, you know rack. your stuff. You, you did your yeah. research. Yeah. So uh, I believe in that. I, water, water is another big one, and there is a creek that runs right through there, right to the Mohawk. You know what I'm saying? I feel like that is holding on to a ton of the energy. I believe that house was used for the Underground Railroad, so I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Um, and we'd go in there after they'd moved out they ended up having like a fire in the one wing of the place so they had moved out the place was huge it was hard to heat which I understand that you know what I'm saying so they had moved out and we'd still go in there afterwards I don't know <laughs> if I should actually say that on here but <laughs> but so we would go back in there and a whole bunch of stuff would happen I remember we'd go in there with my Ouija board and we'd do Ouija board sessions and we'd just, we'd just talk to spirits or whatever well one of the craziest things that happened was we're doing the Ouija board right in their family room. Like their living room was huge. So they had have a fireplace on the one side and then they had a giant like grand spiral staircase going oh, up wow. to the second floor. And then there was a there was a whole nother like living room, same size as this first room with another fireplace on the other side. And we're on the one side, like closer to the rest of the house. And I was with Madison. Madison looks up and she sees a man outside with like a lantern, like an old school oh, lantern no walking way. by the window. So she didn't realize that it was a lantern. She just thought it was somebody outside. So she freaks out. She's like, grab the board. She's like, we got to get out of here. So we all like run into the other room. And I'm like, I'm like, I don't see a light. I'm like, what are you talking about? She's like, there was a man with a lantern. Like, I'm like, like a lantern. Cause she said lantern. So I'm like a lantern or a flashlight. She's like, no, it was a lantern. Like she, he was holding it up like this, like peeking through the windows. And I'm like, I didn't see any light. We go and we look like around the house. We were alone. Nobody was there. There was nobody with a lantern or nothing. So that was super creepy. Wow. We go in there another time and I did like an EVP recording session while using the Ouija board. I had my fifth gen iPod recording right next to us. And then I had my fourth gen wow. iPod on the island in the kitchen. And we're recording. Nothing happened. I couldn't even get anything to like respond with the Ouija board. Even I was like, OK, whatever. Well, I'm listening back through on my iPod, the one that was left in the kitchen. And I had asked a question. I forget what question it is now. I heard clear as day a disembodied scream that was only caught on that one iPod. And I don't have it now, but oh, I remember listening to that. Oh. I know, I know. <laughs> I remember freaking out about it because I didn't catch it on my other iPod and it was left alone in the other room by itself. Yeah, yeah. And you could just, you couldn't even make out like what question I was saying. You could just hear us like mumbling in the other room because it was so far away. And Hearing that scream, like I can still, it was like muffled, but it was, oh, it was so creepy. Like I still get chills thinking about it and it, oh, it's just nasty. Like 
And same thing with that. I don't know if that's like a residual, like replaying over and over again, or if that was like in the moment right then, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, super creepy. Wow. Uh, we, we've listened to a few EVPs in our, in the 24, 25 episodes we've done. We haven't heard anything convincing yet, but I've heard so many stories of people who are skeptics until they experience the something that's recorded as an EVP or like hear back an EVP. It seems like a, seems like EVPs are one of those very, very um, personal things where like, I don't know. It's like, it's between like, you yeah and the recording. like a lot of the times when they're asking questions like that like they'll get like a super personal response back yeah. like okay how does this how does whatever said that know that about yeah. me or like how does it know that you yeah, know what i mean and you. that's super creepy it too. is like for yeah. you it is wow absolutely so but i mean that's just i almost feel like when you go like looking for trouble you kind of find trouble you know what i'm saying so going into the building and like doing that stuff obviously you're kind of like provoking a response and i would do that quite a bit just because i was young and dumb i would like try to provoke a spirit just to get like a response well we're upstairs in christian's old room one night like it was very clearly like after dark and we were in there and madison's recording on her phone and you see an orb from the like the stairs had kind of come up to a landing turn and then come up at you and this orb, I still have the video so I can send it to you guys, comes from around the corner and then right up the stairs at her camera before shooting off the camera and going into the room next to Christian's room. And I remember you can actually hear in the video freaking out about it. She's like, she's like, I, I, I just got an orb. She's like, I just got an orb. On Wait, camera. did you say like, you have no the recording? I do. I still have the video. I'm going to send it to you guys so you can Dude, see it. Please, awesome. please do. Nick, I don't know if you know, but yeah. Nick loves orbs. He, he believes in them hook, line and sinker. What? What's that head shake, Nick? You love orbs. <laughs> that sounds pretty convincing, not going to lie. Compared no, to I pictures know, of orbs, that sounds pretty crazy. Yeah, my one of my, I don't know if I ever told you, but yeah, orbs, I think, are like the worst evidence of all time. Why? I don't know. It just seems like there there could be so many other. We usually see them in pictures, though, which is totally different, that honestly. Is, that is true. And I also, I haven't seen the video in. <sighs> I don't even know how long. Please send us it. So what I love about the because I got two orbs on camera. OK, we were doing a Ouija board session in the bottom of one of my buddies and uncle's house. And there was an orb that went right by my head. Really? And I didn't realize until after. Yeah. After watching it over. And uh, my favorite thing is these orbs. They are undeniably orbs. They're not dust mm -hmm. because you can see through them. They're not dust because they disappear in frame. And they're not bugs because they don't have wings and they're not sporadic. You know what I'm saying? They, they're almost on like a track, which I know you guys have done research on it. And that's kind of like yeah, the what classic. it's true for them. As People just say, oh, it's it's yeah. They just blindly say it's one of those things to try to dismiss it. Wow. And I'm pretty sure in both the videos, there's dust in both the videos. So you can see how dust like floats mm -hmm. and goes on camera to off camera. Like it doesn't disappear. Mm -hmm. And the orbs, they are translucent. You can see right through them. And a lot of the times they show up on camera and then they like disappear right in front of you wow. which you can't explain you know what i'm what saying what do you think that is do you have any theories on like what orbs might be it could just it could just be energy you know what i'm saying like you don't have to believe in the paranormal to admit that energy exists there's energy all around us all the time you know what i'm saying so different stuff can trigger different energy and that just could be energy manifesting you know what i mean so even if you don't believe in the paranormal you have to kind of believe in yeah energy some like so not yet understood form of energy or something yeah 
This Absolutely. is crazy. Chris has more experiences <laughs> and diverse experiences than our, our entire 24 episodes, I feel like. Yeah, this is, I mean, I think we should just stop the show after this, to be honest. I mean, why Why even continue after <laughs> yeah. episode 25? It's a great number to end on. This is clear. This wow. is, is going to be the peak. Could do 26 and uh, go on an expedition with Chris. <sighs> oh, my God. Oh, God. <laughs> well, that would be sick. Now, I think we've kind of gotten all the older stories. Yes. So the last little bit here will be the more recent, like the last probably five, six years of stories. Yeah, or even like more recent, so to speak. Because what are you, what are you thinking? What are you? What happened a f- several summers ago? Oh, I might have to tell oh, that story. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I actually, that's like still a giant blur to me because all every time it's brought up, all I hear is my buddies go "brap walker, brap walker, brap walker." That's all they put in the chat, and that that's all I get from it. So they don't talk about it. So I have no idea. What? Yeah. Oh, is this the story I think, at the? Yes, the I think this Native is the one. American I, location. Yeah. So okay. basically, oh, and I wasn't even there. Yes. So also, disclaimer. All of these stories that Chris has said in like using the Ouija board and stuff, I've never been there because I always tell him no. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've always told him no. But um, yeah, so several summers ago, I think this was our like after freshman year or sophomore year. I have a bunch of guys over at the house. We have our friend Adam over who we hadn't seen in ye- uh, like two years. And we have a good time. Adam goes home. I'm not feeling super well, but Chris and some of the other guys, I think it was like Matt and Austin. Maybe Matt wasn't no, there. It was Austin and Alex. Oh, right, right, right. So they're just like, we're going to go to Brian's afterward, our friend Brian's for a fire. And Brian lives right next to an old abandoned like Native American settlement. And there are, you know, there's some stories there with the uh, the torture pole, but we won't oh, we won't get into that right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, the yeah. whole episode. Not but anyway, itself. how I was told the story from Brian was they went Brian, Alex, Austin, and Chris went into the woods near the uh old abandoned settlement there's like no buildings there or anything but no they're just kind of like there's like markers to like show where like the longhouse and whatever it was you know what i'm saying it's just kind of marked out so they go into the woods because there's also like a path and it goes to a shrine for is it katiri tekalitha is it her on the other side i don't remember i don't know i don't know either to be honest with you, you could but say any name and we'd believe you, you know <laughs> there's a shrine. she's a first native american saint i think sorry mm-hmm. oh yeah. really yeah, yeah. So they went, if it's, if it's a shrine to her or someone else, they were walking down into the woods towards there. And then they got there and they all kind of had this weird feeling because you're also in the woods at night. And I think it was Brian sees a deer up in the, like off in the woods. And like, of course, deer, Native American, you, you know, you know where your head starts going. and. Chris starts to get like a really weird feeling. 
I don't think he I don't think he remembers anything after going into the woods. I just I remember just like this the super just hot and heavy, nasty, sticky feeling of just being there. Like it, same thing with like the sleep paralysis, like just that overwhelming like feeling of dread, just nasty. You know what I'm saying? I remember feeling that that night when we were at the shrine, and then it just kind of so that yeah, and that's exactly how Brian uh put it like chris looked like he was almost in a trance when they were dude like walking out of the shrine and when they were in the woods nothing happened too bad but when they started walking out of the woods they saw something like white moving in the back like in the back of the uh abandoned like settlement like in the tall grass and i think brian was like thinking it was a wendigo or something and i was <laughs> like just like i don't know about that something. yeah but they saw something yeah. moving in the yeah. back and chris was getting like he didn't have a good feeling even in this like weird like trance state he brian said he had this like thousand yard stare and he was just, and that's when they saw the thing in the back like chris was just staring in that direction they finally get to brian's house Back to Brian's house. They all go home for the night. And and then this is where Brian lives. You go down like a hill or you go on a road for a bit, go down a hill, and then you're on Route 5. And it took Chris doing that and then finally getting into uh, Fultonville and going over the bridge is when he snapped out of it and remember and like the first I remember the first thing I did, I had I'd called Austin. I saw Austin in front of me driving home and i'd like and i essentially felt like i'd woke up driving oh that i do God. remember i was just behind the wheel of my vehicle at the time and i i first thing i did was call austin i'm like austin what the hell is going on i'm like where the hell are we headed he's like dude we're like going home i'm like what happened i didn't even remember i don't remember any i remember us like going down this little embankment like to the shrine and then i don't remember anything after that until I, until I woke up and called Austin and Austin's like, dude, we just had like a super crazy weird thing that happened with you. And he's like, I really don't want to talk about it and uh, just make sure you get home. So I'm driving home and I get almost all the way to my house and I see running alongside of me, this super weird lanky deer, no. like never seen it. I, Cause I deer hunt. I'm big into deer hunting. You know what I'm saying? I'm very familiar with a whitetail deer. I saw this deer keeping up with my car. No problem right alongside of me right alongside the road like and it didn't look right it like the legs were like just long enough where it was like weird you know what i'm saying and i remember telling him that and then i like flew inside my house and like locked the door behind me and i remember just going to bed and like being freaked out about that because i didn't i had no idea what the hell was going on so uh, i'm trying to see if i have like the oh i do have it paragraph Oh. Yeah, I'm trying to see if there's anything else that I missed. See, I didn't even know this existed. Okay, <laughs> after looking more at the details of it, I ba- I got all the details good memory, there. Maybe, good not the, maybe not the ordering was correct, but yeah. So I remember getting that message from Brian, and I think like the next day or a couple of days after, I was at Aaron's lake house, and I told him the story. Wait, that's when it took place, right when... Wait, really? Wow. It was summer after it was the summer after freshman year because I remember Wow. 
you told oh, me like when we were selling the lake house no 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 the year before that we didn't we went labor day didn't we no aaron i went separate to you because i lived the closest you guys were at the lake house for some reason that summer oh okay and i and yeah. i just went to go see you yeah oh not when we all made gotcha. the trip there no, no, oh, no, gotcha, no, 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 gotcha, gotcha. And not when we were moving and we almost killed you. No, 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 no. Sorry, Frank, you had to be there. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, so so that's the story that like Chris doesn't know what happened. But um other uh, than that, there Well, well, you can't just pass that's down. insane. That's there's so many <laughs> crazy things there. We gotta talk about that. Yeah, lost time. <laughs> the creep like it has like, like obviously skinwalker esque like elements yes yeah. brian brian described described it as a hunched white thing avoiding the flashlight what the hell is that see i don't i don't even remember yeah chris what do you make what yeah I, all i make out of it is just me i essentially woke up driving home i had woke up behind <laughs> my buddy austin crazy, and I immediately, no, that is insane yeah oh my god yeah I've, I've never and like all the stuff that I have experienced, I've never experienced anything like that before ever. But so like, so obviously this wouldn't explain it, but have you ever like slept walked or done anything unusual in your sleep? before? No. Well, when I was little, I used to sleep with my eyes open, but like oh, I've creepy. never slept walk. Wow. I did think um, like you're, you're in some, my younger brother, Andrew used to, he used to sleepwalk hmm. a lot. Really? But like, like I was just so, it's so interesting. what, what altered state of consciousness are you in? But like, you're still able to like, like high functioning. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously I was still there enough to get behind the wheel. Yeah, of my like car, that requires yeah. like, so, but do you remember wow. saying you felt like you had to puke or no? No. Okay, well, he said that. Oh, see, I didn't. Oh my God. Oh. So you say that. And then my mind like immediately goes to like the haunting in Connecticut where they took those pictures of that like ectoplasm coming out of them. You know what I'm saying? You guys know about no. that? No. No. Oh, you you gotta look into oh, that God. then if you guys haven't seen okay. that, where like hauntings would get so bad that the ectoplasm would actually like come out of them. Yeah. That's a perfect... that's crazy stuff. You wanna get into wow. yeah, you wanna get into some shit about that. That shit's crazy. As you're saying, Chris, if you ever feel like you want to tell any of those stories, if you you know, you should you should come and tell whether it's your own stories or other stories, if you if you're ever interested, because man, it sounds like yeah, you, absolutely you've, that'd be You've certainly got way more hands-on experience than at least I have. <laughs> I don't want to speak for anyone else, but wow. Yeah, like I, I said, I've always... Speak yeah, <laughs> Probably all of us combined. <laughs> wow. It is. It's so interesting. It's so weird to think about like life after death or like getting caught in between. You know what I'm saying? Like being essentially trapped here until you have to find a way to like release yourself yeah, what do you you touched on that like, earlier what do you i know there's still other stories to tell but what do you uh what, what is your take on that and like do you think i'm not sure i mean going back to like that energy process of it like if there's like that negative energy that is like holding you back you know what i'm saying whether it's like a regret from your past life or like just a stone that's left unturned you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying essentially if, if that's all it takes for you to get like trapped in between you know like you gotta write your wrongs i feel before you move on so that's how i've always looked at it that's why there's that residual energy whether it be you know demonic or spiritual or you know 
I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that. You can cut all that out, actually. No, not at all. I think that. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, it makes as much sense as as it, given that it's something that we can't really like experiment and mm-hmm. investigate. Like a, that would describe a lot. That would explain a lot of instances instances of things. If you die with, and your mind is so deep into something terrestrial, you'll probably stay terrestrial for a while, if not a long while. Like, I, yeah, absolutely. So, what you're saying is, if I want to become a ghost and haunt Frank, I need to like concentrate on something so intensely before I die. Yeah, something like yeah, you know. yeah, essentially, yeah. Whether you love him so much to the point where you can't let go of him, <laughs> or you you bind yourself to something and bury it under his house so he's stuck <laughs> with you <laughs> until until he digs it out oh, and God, finds it twenty creepy. years later. Like an effigy or whatever they're called. Yeah, or both. Not unless I kill you first. Honestly, if I kill you, though, then your last thought might be, I hate Frank. There's that negative. Oh, and then then I'll also probably. Wow. And then Sarah will leave you because you brought bad juju into the house. Bad vibes. Sarah or Sarah? Yeah, yeah, when you. So my girlfriend's name is Sarah. So that's just just extra creepy element. It's a creepy name. Wouldn't apply to like a ghost, not a person. She's not very creepy. <laughs> okay, that's I, fair. I was I was no offense to her. I don't know why we call her that. I don't yeah, know. did you? I think was that was a name just, that you just. Do you think that name came to you, or do you think it was just a random name you chose? Like, I feel like being a kid, it was like a random mm-hmm. name that I chose. But I feel like there has to be some sort of significance with it. You know what I'm saying? Like that wouldn't just come to you. I mean, as much as it would, it might not have. You know what do I you mean? Do you think naming the but thing impacted in any way, or or? absolutely like since doing research and stuff about it you're not supposed to name ghosts like that i feel angers them which rightfully so you know what i'm saying you had a name for your entire life you're known you want to be known as who you're known as you know so naming them wrongfully i feel like if i was a spirit that would definitely anger me especially if i'm trying to like release myself like i'm trying yeah, you to don't want to be there like that wrong like or you're trying to leave. yeah exactly yeah yeah, like so. you're trying to reach out to Nick and he's like, oh, hey, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, literally not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, like, oh, man, it's me. <laughs> yeah. Like, Nick, it's me, you fucker. It's like a good analogy, man. That's Jeff. pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Wow. Wow. Well, yeah, I mean, any any other stories you, you have, I guess? The things that have happened since you've, like, moved in with Emily? Yeah. So, I forget. Do you remember what happened at the apartment? I remember something happened at the, the apartment. You that got we had. scratched, I think. While you were sleeping. Oh, yeah. You know, nonchalantly. Yeah, right? Getting scratched <laughs> by a ghost. Oh, I think, yeah, it was in a spot that I couldn't reach, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember it. So, like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not, I'm kind of fit, kind of fat. You can't see that, but that's the logo on my shirt. <laughs> so, I can't, like, connect my hands on my back. Like, there's no way I'm reaching that spot in between my shoulder blades. And I had woke up and I had a scratch in that spot. Yeah. It wasn't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it was one single. I don't that did it. Don't think I mean maybe it could have been, but I don't think so. I mean that's common. You hear that all the time, people waking up with like Oh, oh, when I for, oh, I forgot all about this. He just reminded me of this. When I had first bought my Ouija board, I had actually fallen asleep with it on my chest. <laughs> and uh, oh, dude, no. I, I woke up to like scratches on the box. Really? Yeah. Like, like super weird, like not even scratches where it's like damaging the cardboard. It was almost like just like indents into the mm. box. 
it was you could only see it with like a glare with the light. You know what I'm saying? Like if you look directly at it, you could see it if you looked really hard. But like you needed the glare of the light to catch the grooves to see what looked like claw marks across the top of this box. And that's kind of what kicked off my whole Ouija board experience. I I know people say sometimes Uh, like you have to explicitly like end the communication. You say, yes. Do you think like there's anything that like that that plays into like oh if you fall asleep in the middle of it you're like that's not good you're leaving it open you know mm. yeah I I believe in that because we had done a couple of Ouija board sessions like the big thing with me is like respecting the spirits respecting whoever you're talking to so I would always ask to leave I'd always mm. ask if they were done with the the session you know what I'm saying and then we'd finally say goodbye and there was a couple of times where whoever we were talking to told us no they're like actually we're gonna keep talking so. Yeah, there was a couple instances with that where I had asked to leave because we all wanted to like end the session and the spirit was actually like, I'm not done yet. You know what I'm saying? So they had continued further after that. It's funny that I forgot about that. I remember. Wow. Yes. Super creepy. Man, I see like when you. Yo, you can't make this stuff up. Yeah, like that's right. So which kind of leads into my question of. It seems to me that some people have the ability or i don't know if if it's an ability or something about them where they can experience these things and notice these things and some people are just totally closed off to it do you do you have any sense of that like why do you think you and your family and and even some of your friends have experienced this sort of stuff do you think that there are people who are like it's not possible for them to experience it or do you think it's totally like I don't think it's more that it's not possible for them to experience it more of them being open-minded to it. You know what I'm saying? Where it's kind of like being hypnotized essentially, where if you tell yourself immediately, I'm not going to be hypnotized, you won't be your subconscious will not let that happen. You know what I'm saying? Versus if you come into an open-minded and you're like, Oh, this is a possibility that it could happen. You know what I mean? You'd probably be more susceptible to it. Essentially. That's interesting. Yeah. That so, it's a very interesting perspective. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think, yeah, yeah, because you always you always get that. Like you'll hear people say, "This person, this person, Chris, he has so many things happen to him. I've never had anything happen to me ever." And it's like there mm-hmm. are, could be a million different factors that go into that, right? Like that's not really a valid way that that's that's not a valid point, right? To dismiss someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's interesting. I wonder if it's like almost like a sixth sense so like you know how certain people have like their brains are just structured that they have that like esp kind of thing i wonder if it's something like that where you know certain people just have the brain for it you know like they're Mm -hmm. they actually do have a sixth sense that most of us cannot perceive yeah yeah that's very possible too like you think of like psychic mediums i don't know if you guys have done any research into any of that i haven't like personally to understand like how they do it but i mean i believe in it like again same thing going back to what we're saying they say something to you so personal they can't get that from anybody else you know what i mean so whether it be a family member or whatever that if that medium says something to you that's so personal to you you can't deny it you cannot deny that we do hate french yes you can't trust the french for a variety of reasons specifically but uh yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm of the my hot take is that uh, people have some level of psychic ability. Everyone does some some really low and like not noticeable, some pretty high. I think it's just something that we have not developed or 
exercise or practice since like probably like caveman times where maybe it was useful and now it's just not useful anymore. And I think people who are me, I think 90% of mediums are probably total bunk and fake, but I do think that there's a hundred percent. There are people who have a developed sense for those sorts of things and are sensitive and yeah, maybe you're one of them, Chris, who knows? Maybe you're, I, I mean, I've never had like anything like come to me, like trying to speak through me or if That's they were, good. I completely and completely handled it the wrong way. And they're like, yeah, this kid doesn't know what he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can't use him. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Like this one's a dud. Like, uh, that's why she. That's why she packed her suitcase and yeah. left. She's like, "Better luck next time." Try the next house over. Yeah, literally. She's, you're have yeah, to she's go trying to pass on to the next life, and she's trying to get you to like understand that. And you're just like, "I'm just trying to read." Yeah. Leave me alone. Actually, talking about this just reminded me. We were in our house. We had just bought our house. My fiance and I and. Hannah Moore, one of our friends from high school, actually reached out to Emily and I and said that my grandfather, she thinks it was my grandfather, it was either my grand, either like my dad's dad or my mom's dad. She doesn't know. And we can't like get a good picture. You know what I'm saying? Had come to Hannah through one of her dreams. What? Saying that he was trying to protect me. There was something going on where he is like actively trying to protect me. What? I forgot all about that. And because I guess Hannah Moore talking about mediums has same thing, that sixth sense, essentially. And she had woke up one night to one of my family members. She saw me vividly. She she knew it was me and like immediately reached out. She actually reached out to Emily because she thought I was going to think she was crazy, which is ironic (laughs) because... I love this stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? I forgot all about that. I don't know if you ever told that me that. That is so interesting. Oh, that's such an interesting. Yeah. Wait, what? Like whichever, because we couldn't figure out which relative. She thought it was a relative of mine, but we're not sure. Whoever it was in her dream said that he is actively like trying to protect me. From Sarah? No, I think it was from my dad. Because that was what my dad was trying to reach out to me. Wow. Oh. Because I hadn't talked to my dad in forever. He'd like friended me on Facebook, whatever. No big deal, you know, but he never really talked to me. Well, we buy this house and then all of a sudden he shows up at my house randomly one morning and we like talk for mm-hmm. hours. You know what I'm saying? Just catching up because I hadn't talked to him since I was I hadn't seen him since I was three years old. I didn't, yes, I, knew. I didn't recognize him. You know what I'm saying? He just pulls into my driveway, this random guy. And. It was right around that same time when Hannah had reached out to me and said that, that which is crazy. That, uh, wow. But yeah. That, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. forgot about that. Until <laughs> Nick looks so shocked. Like, so <laughs> so one story I didn't know. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Wow. Wow. Now I'm like you, reminiscing. You got to write all this stuff down. <laughs> yeah, you're getting so up for a book like here. Future generations, you know, you don't, because I you know that, you, yeah. you said that, uh, you know, you missed out on talking with your grandfather about certain things. So you should definitely mm-hmm. write down yeah. all these experiences. It's immortalized on Wednesday at That's 9 true. You can play now, this episode though. for generations to come. As long as Frank keeps I'll paying keep, the bill. I'll, I swear, I'll keep paying the bill. 
Host those MP3 files. Any listeners out there, please feel free to there donate. There you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, boys. It's very important. It's culturally, it's it's important to people's family history now. This podcast. It's a um, it's a historical site. Yes, yes. It's website. A, the government, the <laughs> New York State should help run it. It's a New York historical site. Um. So I guess segueing off of that, the most recent stuff that we had happened was actually. At the house that we're at now it wasn't like anything crazy i had well i say it wasn't crazy but that's because i've had all this stuff happen so two super really weird very vivid like i still picture it plain as day in my head right now i had woke up one night i don't know what time i didn't check my phone or nothing because i don't have an alarm clock now so i couldn't just look over i just look at my phone i feel like most of us do that now but i woke up and I had grabbed my blanket and was like pulling the blanket over me and rolling at the same time. And as I did that, I saw a woman standing at the foot of my bed watching me sleep. And that was recent. That was like within the last two years. And as soon as I pulled my covers over, I realized that I had saw her and immediately like threw them off of me. And by the time I did that, she was already gone. So it was like, it was just enough for me to see it. You know what I'm saying? Was it that Sarah? Was, that's the question. I don't know. I, hope not because that would be a whole new can of worms you know what i mean followed you so um and then feeding off of that not only did i see her watching me sleep emily has seen her watching her sleep same thing at the foot of the bed she saw the silhouette of a woman standing there watching her sleep too so that was kind of validating that was nice to be like validated you know what i'm saying but Last but not least, the craziest part to what has happened in our newest house, I woke up to like, I don't know if it was like whispering, like somebody's like low voice whispering, or if it was like a growl, but it was just this really weird monotone, just low. I I can't even like reciprocate. I don't know what it was. And at first I thought it was my dog snoring because our dog Chica sleeps in the room with us. And it wasn't because I could hear her snoring. It was over her snoring oh, right wow. next to my head, this like low moan in my ear. And I'd never heard anything like that before ever. So that really freaked me out. But that only happened once and it hasn't happened since. And I haven't had anything happen since. So, well, happened since. The most recent thing, I actually keep contradicting myself. But <laughs> the most recent thing was we were chilling, watching TV on the couch. And Scout, our dog, had got up off of the couch started he does this like high-pitched like scream bark like when he's super fired up he started doing that all the hair stood up on his back and he runs over to the gate which is in between our kitchen and our living room and he is just standing on end screaming at this thing so i immediately like joking around pulled out my phone and started recording well thank god i did because you see with the light from our living room behind me all of my shadows are going from left to right through our kitchen and you can see plain as day in the video, there is another shadow going from right to left Dude. by itself, right across our basement door. Oh my God. As if it's like going down into the basement. And that is the most recent thing that's happened to me. Nothing has happened since. So, but I have that video and I can send that video to you guys because yeah, I spent please do for like the next 10 and 15 minutes. I tried recreating it and I could not get a shadow because all the shadows are moving from left to right because that's how I was moving with my dog yeah. to record it. And there's one that goes across my basement from right to left. Dude. Wow. Yeah. How, Super creepy. 
You must be a very uh, level-headed, courageous person, I'll say, because to to put up with. I am kind of a thrill seeker, to be honest. And with you. and a thrill seeker, I'll definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah. wow. So, so Frank sometimes when okay, we listen to like other podcasts me. that are supernatural okay. in nature, um, it, shits it, on him. He'll just tear him right apart. No, like, yeah, this guy's fake. He doesn't know. No, 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 no. Oh, I'm pretty. Frank I'd sometimes. Say I'm pretty I mean, I think Frank sometimes has to like sleep. Oh, with should the I do like sleep after. with the lights on? <laughs> <laughs> Exposed. No, but, no. I mean, I'm, I'm. I will. Like, I don't listen to stuff like after. Like, it's dark out. Like, no way. I'm like, nah. It's different in the dark. Whenever I record, and I when I record this podcast, and they're like creepy stuff. Most especially in this episode. Like, yeah, my hair is standing up. Thank God, Sarah's like doing stuff around, like in the different rooms. Sarah or Sarah? Oh, like, oh boy, I don't know. Don't say that. <laughs> oh, you're never. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a problem now for. <laughs> <laughs> like honey you're gonna have a problem with your name we gotta rename you or something but like you just start calling her by her yeah, middle name right. <sighs> wow yeah yeah i'm definitely a scaredy cat i would say compared to at least compared to nick probably aaron too aaron doesn't seem to be a scaredy cat i'll give you that aaron i mean i don't know this whole episode i've been on yeah, edge, yeah like, me looking too. behind me just because, well, I up until this point, I was alone and I wasn't sure when Fallon was getting back from bowling. So um, I keep hearing noises, <laughs> but I think they're probably from the noisy neighbor downstairs. <laughs> yeah, so, Sarah. But I keep looking back to make sure it's not like, okay, well, there's someone breaking into my apartment or like there's a ghost behind me yeah, or that's... Fallon got back or whatever. So that's, and that's how you know it's good, and, it's good stuff. The only thing I'll say. Chris, do you think this uh, Sarah or the, the female ghost, do you think it's uh, protective instead of, I mean, if you have all the scary stuff happen to you, then you have like this kind of neutral thing watching you at night. It sounds creepy, but like, could that be protective? What do you think? It, it could be. I mean, I don't know, because actually piggybacking off of that, I never associated her with like mm-hmm. malevolence. You know what I'm saying? I never associated her with that dark overwhelming energy but let's say she was the one like protecting like looking over us how come like when that suitcase rolled out like unless that was like the negative energy rolling out you know what i'm saying and then she didn't have to stick around any longer you know what i'm saying versus because i always associated her with the suitcase leaving i don't know why maybe that's just because i did it but now now that you've opened my eyes to this it didn't necessarily have to be it could have been that negative energy leaving moving on and then she wouldn't have to show herself to protect me you know what i'm saying yeah like a watcher i hadn't thought of it like that not that it doesn't you know just just because who knows who knows it sounds like there are things that are aware of you but not not necessarily there they could be on a wide range of nice to mean you know Mm -hmm. yeah and same thing with that is i know a lot of like demonic entities are always like associated with like kids or like a little girl. You know what I'm saying? They come off as like innocent just to like get you to let them in. It was never like that. She was always a full grown woman. The apparition was always a full grown woman. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I never got that more like sinister, like black eyed kids, ulterior motive. Yeah. Trickster spirit, if you will. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's interesting. Wow. I, 
Where, what? Nick, it, <laughs> Nick, it looked like so, you were going to say something before. As I, I would like to think that on this show, I always talk about the weirdest and creepiest stuff, and I think it stems from knowing the weirdest, creepiest guy. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, these stories are not new to me so i'm glad you guys got to hear it and our listeners these are classics among our friend group from high school and it's just it's great to hear them over and over again because i love seeing people's reactions yeah, to it yeah that's one of the best part is just seeing how people react yeah well so i'm glad you guys finally got to hear like the the myriad of stories that uh chris has. I, it really leaves me pretty speechless i mean how even the, i mean the breath and the the span of time i don't know how you do it chris but i'm very grateful we we finally got you on and yeah i am too and now it's opened the doors to him potentially just doing more typical guest appearances where yeah, Chris, whenever you want researching Please, a topic. whenever you want you're i think you're a great storyteller too so it was Thank you. yeah i would definitely agree with that and the personal aspect to it you bring a lot to the can't table. be beat can't be beat but i think that's all of them yeah that's good so everyone at home make sure <laughs> to sleep with the lights on like yeah frame. i think it's this tonight I'll, I'll keep the lights on on this wednesday at 9 p.m have a good night <laughs>